This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. My fellow Met fans. We have finally been given the news we have waited a long, long time for. We are no longer going to be forced to watch Daniel Vogelbach stare at strike three. Our long national nightmare has ended on this very exciting tender Friday. The non-tender deadline has come. It has gone. And I think the headline for all of us as Met fans is that David Stearns made the decision to move on from Daniel Vogelback. And I can't say that I'm surprised. Pete, you can't even say you're surprised. You knew Daniel Vogelback was getting non-tendered. Yeah, but like, why did they have to wait till like like the last minute to do it? I mean, they could have done that like <laughs> weeks ago, right? Yeah, but wait, wait, hold on. When you get news that you want, and let's face it, let's all remind ourselves how pathetic it is that we're celebrating the fact that the guy the Mets traded for at the deadline in 2022 who was a failure, and then a failure last year when he was forced down our throat. Like, we're celebrating the fact that a bad player is gone. It reminds me of Yankee fans celebrating when Joey Gallo is gone. We should be celebrating when we acquire good players. That's what's really exciting. But who cares when he was non-tendered? Who cares if it was November 12th or November 17th or October 15th? We now know there's no more question that Daniel Vogelback is not going to be a part of the DH scenario in 2024. Yeah. So beggars can't be choosers. Well, bro. okay, I agree with that. However, as a Met fan, I have built an anxiety over all these years. Do we really need to do that over Daniel Vogelback? Do we really need to do it over all of these moves? Like, let's not sweat things out. Let's just make it easy. Make it easy for the Met fan so we don't have to be nervous of like, hey, are they really going to bring back well, David Stearns for a second? Um, David Stearns. Uh, Daniel Vogelback for a second? Keep this in mind, and I kind of forgot how the non-tender deadline goes. Like, for some reason, my memory told me guys are getting non-tendered in the days leading up to the deadline. And the reality is guys weren't being non-tendered until 7.55 on an 8 o'clock deadline. And I don't know if that's to show class or, hey, it's a tough decision. We don't want to just throw a guy to the curb. But for the most part, a lot of these non-tenders, and we'll go through the Met decisions, we'll go through some of the quote-unquote surprise free agents, non-tenders of other teams throughout the pod, but everybody pretty much waited till 8 o'clock. So I'm sitting there watching Home Alone with my sons because it's almost Christmas time. Why not watch Home Alone? And I'm thinking to myself, my God, I haven't heard anything. <laughs> like, what, the, what the hell is going on? And then they all come in like a flood because obviously the Mets had a lot of decisions to make. 
and we'll go through all of them. But the big one was moving on from Vogelback. Real quick on him, and we put kind of an end to his Met career. Let's not forget, because I think this has been forgotten based on how bad last season was. And I stand by this as much as you know it drives you nuts to hear me say it. When the Mets traded for him at the trade deadline in 2022, they traded Colin Holderman for him. And my reaction when they first made the trade was, I like bringing in Vogelback. I had no issue with the player. I had an issue with what they gave up. I didn't love the fact that the Mets were giving up a relief pitcher, a controllable relief pitcher that they could certainly use. And clearly history has shown that while it may not go down as the worst trade in the history of the Mets, it was not a good one. But Vogelback in 2022, when he came over in the trade, was not bad. And I remember defending him a lot during the offseason because he wasn't bad. Like, he went out there and got on base almost 40% of the time. Now, he didn't hit a ton of home runs. He only hit six, which is really like a pace of hitting 18 over a full season. But he was not a bad player upon the acquisition in 2022. He had an 830 OPS, and he was exactly what he was, a guy who can hit Right-handed pitching. You certainly don't want to put him up against the lefty. And Buck did a pretty good job in 2022 of avoiding all of those circumstances. So I don't want to make it seem like he came over and immediately sucked. He was not Darren Ruff, who did come over and immediately struggle. The problem I had, and I think most of us ended up having with him last year, was that he was genuinely bad last year. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. That on-base percentage that was 393 the previous year after the trade dropped all the way down to 339, which is not the worst in the world, but for a guy that's matching a 233 average and doesn't hit for a lot of pop, it's not good. And he didn't hit enough home runs. Only hit 13 in the 104 games he played. And overall, he became a one-dimensional guy who was always looking for walks, never came up in a big spot, it seemed, never came through in a big spot, it seemed, and offered zero versatility to this team. And when he would get on base and would draw these walks, he clogged the base paths. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So my issue with Vogelback was a couple of things. 2023, a hell of a lot more than 2022. And then the fact that Buck Showalter or Billy Epler, you could take your pick on it, forced him down our throats. And we as Met fans would come into every game checking the lineup, prior to first pitch, and just begging to not have to see him especially when you had young guys in the minor leagues, specifically Ronnie Mauricio, before they finally called him up, that was clearly a better option. With that said, he's gone. He's gone. He's no longer our problem. I'm sure he'll come up at a big spot with another team and look for a walk. You thought I was going to say hit a three-run home run, but not really. He'll come up and he'll look for a walk. So Vogelback is gone. As far as the other decisions are concerned, they decided to keep five guys and rid themselves of five guys. Uh, one, you kind of pull to the side is Pete Alonzo. Obviously, uh, our focus is working on a long-term contract for Pete. Hopefully, they don't trade him. We'll get into the rumor of Pete Alonzo a little bit later on in terms of what the Cubs think would appeal to the Mets. So, Pete Alonzo, you put to the side. 
They decide to keep Drew Smith, though there were rumors earlier on Friday that the Mets were open to trading Drew Smith. And you saw a lot of minor deals throughout the last couple of days because I think teams were looking around saying, we're not going to keep this guy or we may not want to keep this guy. Let's see if we can trade him. I think in the case of Drew Smith, there really was no hard deadline. They didn't non-tender him. They kept him. His arbitration projection is at about $2.3 million. And the Mets have two options. Number one, Drew Smith will be on this team battling for a bullpen spot with a salary of about $2.3 million. The other option, and I would guess this is the likeliest option, is he's going to get traded. Just because they didn't make a deal before the non-tender deadline doesn't mean there isn't going to be a team. And you're not getting a lot back. Maybe it's a single-A outfielder. But you still have the option of trading Drew Smith. So I know, Pete, you didn't want Drew Smith on this team. I would still say, if I had to predict, and it's only a prediction, it's less than 50-50. He's on the major league team come opening day. Listen, it is what it is. Again, you have to. I, I, I made a joke earlier in the day saying that, you know, there was 10 names to be uh, non-tendered potentially. I was like, non-tender everybody with Pete Alonzo because I don't trust any of those names 100%. But obviously, you do need to fill a roster. So for anybody like, you don't know how baseball goes. I do know baseball, and you got to fill out a 40-man roster eventually. Well, and also the, the thing about Drew Smith, as much as this is very difficult for us to accept, is that in 2021, he was a quality relief pitcher. In 2022, while he struggled later in the season, overall, he was a quality relief pitcher. Last year, it seemed like he gave up so many big home runs, but he is the kind of talent at age 29 years old that would be on a major league roster. Like, he's not some kind of turd. You know what I mean? Like, he's not awful. And I think that when you look around baseball, especially at the success we saw from Texas and even Philadelphia, there's just going to be relief pitchers that come from bad years and have great years. And your hope has to be, if he is on this roster come opening day, that we haven't seen the best of Drew Smith. It's not like he's some terrible relief pitcher. And at $2.3 million, you know, if you non-tender him, you're going to have to replace him with something. And a lot of these relievers in free agency may actually cost you more. So I wasn't against keeping Drew Smith, but I do think there's still a possibility they trade him before the start of opening day in a couple of months. Obviously, you said Pete Alonzo. We all agree on that. That was not even a question. I would be surprised on this, though, Pete. You didn't want them to tender a deal to your boy Joey Lucchese, who has a chance to be an important swing guy, maybe even be in this rotation. God knows the way this offseason goes. His projection is only $2 million. I thought that was a no-brainer to keep Joey Lucchese, and the Mets obviously decided to keep Joey Lucchese. Uh, it was a little bit more of like a sarca- sarcastic tweet, but yeah, I mean, I, I <laughs> obviously wanted Lucchese coming back. Out of all those names, um, pitching-wise, he's the only one that I think has a major upside. We talked about this over and over and over. There's not many of the of the starting pitchers that we trust in the Mets farm system right now or organization. It's it's a it's slim pickings, so you can't get rid of everybody. I'm glad that Luke Casey's back. Again, I don't know how significant he's going to be, but you're talking about a swing guy. Yeah, that that's probably what his role is going to be, especially for that price. I think he's going to be very significant because you need, and we've seen this every year, eight, nine, ten starting pitchers. And right now, and we'll obviously have to see how many starting pitchers, viable starting pitchers the Mets had. I think Joey Lucchese is going to be clearly one of those swing guys, and he's going to make a bunch of starts this year, assuming he could stay healthy. They keep David Peterson, who we know is not healthy, and is going to miss the first few months of the season. They tendered him a contract. His arbitration projection is right around $2 million. 